0: everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of Adventures in Autism. I am Megan Carranza. I am so excited for today's show. Today I have on and Jen, who is a music therapist. Her real name is Jen Goodman. <laughs> she is a music therapist in New Jersey and she specializes in working with kids with autism, and she is incredible. We kind of get into this on the episode, but I had seen her several years back on the show, Real Housewives of New Jersey, <laughs> which, if you've listened to the podcast, then you may remember uh, there was an episode where I had spoke about watching that show, and one of the the wives, Jacqueline, her son has autism, and Jen, my guest today had been working with with Jacqueline's son as his music therapist. So that was how I originally saw her. And then we ended up connecting on social media and I was able to get her on the podcast, which is incredible. So I I've been inspired by her for many years and I'm just so honored that she she is a guest on the show because she is amazing. So with that, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Jim and Jen. Hello. Hi, Jam and Jen. Hi. Hi, welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you. I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, Okay, I just have to give a little backstory. So I first became familiar with Jam and Jen on a little show called The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh (laughs) Um, This was years ago. I I don't even remember what year it was that, that you were on. And I've taught, I've talked about Jacqueline on the show before because there, there wasn't a ton of people who were like in the media talking about autism. And at the time my son hadn't even been diagnosed yet, but I remember watching you with Nicholas and just kind of watching their, their journey. And then later after my son was diagnosed, then even going back and watching and just being so touched by that whole thing um, and just thinking that you were amazing. Uh, Aww. Yes. Thank you. And I follow you on Instagram and I was just so compelled to reach out because you post all these incredible videos of you working with these children who, like we were just saying, a lot wow. of them are nonverbal. And yet you are getting them to sing along with them. So I, I've, I'm, I'm like getting ahead of myself, Jen, <laughs> a music therapist <laughs> from New Jersey. So, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm just so excited to have you here. Thank um, you. Yes. Thank you. So I'm going to let you kind of tell us what got you, you into this and how, what led you to be, to become a music therapist. Sure. Cause it's so interesting to me. Okay,
1: totally. Um,
0: I always was a singer mm-hmm. and um, really
1: was pursuing a Broadway career for many, many years, came very close to the Great White Way so many times, <laughs> uh, had the fortunate um, experiences of traveling on, you know, performing on cruise ships and performing around the world as an actress, singer, dancer. And then, you know, after a while, it becomes very, very hard to, you know, there's so much talent in New York. Mm-hmm. So audition after audition it was always me and another girl we were the last two and it was either you know you're too short you're brunette you look too ethnic um your voice is uh, you know a belt we want a soprano it just it just never was really gelling and I never really became discouraged with that I I just really knew that I always belonged you know using my voice and singing Mm -hmm. and um Someone said to me once, you know, have you ever heard of music therapy? And I said, no, it's music therapy. (laughs) And they said, well, NYU, you know, in New York City has a master's program. And I said, really? Oh, my goodness. So I called NYU. And I actually at the time was up for um, the role of Frenchie in Greece for the first national tour. It was between me and another girl. And I had and and it was like one of these things where. Am I about to go to college and get my master's degree full-time two years, or am I going to go to this last audition? Anyway, I'll tell you that I did go to the last audition, (laughs) and I didn't get it, which meant to me that it really was fate that Uh I was supposed to go back and get my master's in music therapy at NYU. So um, I went and enrolled and took out student loans, and it was quite, (laughs) quite an adventure, but Um, I I really found that learning about the career of music therapy for me, when I, when I got there, I never thought and never dreamed that I would have grown a company and a music therapy practice. How I have now at the Mm time, this young girl um, looking to find a second career, so to speak. And Knowing that I was compassionate, knowing that I loved helping, but knowing that I wanted to always have music in my life, it just sort of all started to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, while at NYU, I had to do a few different experiences with fieldwork, um, I had to do, you know psychiatric fieldwork, and then a field work with children. The first field work that I did was with um, men's psychiatric locked ward at Bellevue in New York City. And I will tell you that it definitely was not for me. Um, <laughs> while, while I certainly learned a lot, being the only female on the men's locked ward of a psychiatric ward, where I knew that very early on I was all about children mm-hmm. anyway, but I had to have this experience. And the truth is, it did make me stronger mm-hmm. as a musician and as a person. And I think every music therapist should have the ability and the opportunity to work with as many populations as you can, because it makes you more well-rounded. But at the time when I was 23 years old and I was just a student, it was very scary. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as soon as I did my my internship at um, Kennedy Child Study Center up in the Bronx in New York um, with children with autism, it all clicked and it really, it, it just felt so right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from there, I just continued to pursue and I, I graduated. And um, I mean, you can ask me any other <laughs> questions about like my first job or whatever you want. But that's my journey and mm-hmm. how I became a music therapist. Yeah. And then how I got to where I'm at is a whole other
0: story. Well, I want to know all about that, too. But I do have a question. So yes. while you were I mean, it seems like this kind of almost like fell in your lap. I mean, obviously you went to school for it, but it, it was, it yes. was something that it wasn't necessarily like your plan. Right. And, but like you said, when you, when you had worked with the children with autism, it just really clicked with you. Had you had any kind of like connection to special needs or autism before this program? No, no. Mm-mm. Okay.
1: None, mm-hmm. none at all. I just knew that I was very, very comfortable always with kids. I always loved children and then, you know, to see a child who was struggling to speak, mm-hmm. but then when you strum your guitar, their eyes light up or their attending behavior becomes so much better. Or, you know, they, they, all those things mm-hmm. have you really, like, it, for me, it's really, I don't want to say a drug because that sounds so bad, <laughs> but it really, but 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 my work really, is my therapy, I guess, mm-hmm. is a better way to say. It. Mm-hmm. The more and more I see a child lighting up, or a child waking up, or a child attending, or a child vocalizing, mm-hmm. or really knowing that a child is making that connection, which I always say that's all what Jam and Jen is about, mm-hmm. is about if a child is making a connection, you're doing your job. You know, it, it's exciting, it keeps you wanting to go, it's giving. Not only does it give, you know, me hope in knowing that I'm changing the world and, and, and changing these families and these children's lives, but to know that you're giving people hope that, you know, where, where maybe they've lost hope or, you know, a doctor has said to them, you know, your child may never speak. I hear this all the time uh-huh. and, um, you know, I'm not a miracle worker and I am not a doctor. Um, I am passionate about what I do uh-huh. and I'm committed to every second i am with an actual child in a session and you know that that helps that mm-hmm. that 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 is all the children need to feel that connection and that love and you know that that i say things to children as i'm working with them even the most severely autistic child mm-hmm. i will say I'll say, I see that you are struggling. I see that you are trying to speak to me. I get it. Mm -hmm. I am here to help you. I talk to these children as they're human because they are. Mm -hmm. I talk to them like they understand what I'm saying because I believe so much that they do. Mm -hmm. And those are the children that start to change. Those are the children that I believe truly, like, it sounds like the autism whisperer, but I do believe (laughs) they feel loved. They feel understood. And when you feel that way, even a person who doesn't have a diagnosis, when you feel understood and you feel that someone is, is connecting with you and Mm -hmm. and acknowledging you, you feel accepted. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to express yourself to them? Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. You're like, Giving me chills. Does oh, that make sense? Yes.
1: Like, I can't believe how it oh, just came out. Jen. But it really yeah. just came out perfectly, it, exactly how I wanted to say it.
0: That's you. You hit the nail on the head, especially when I mean you said I'm not a miracle worker, but I mean mm. I I've seen you work miracles with these children. I'm gonna get choked up, but it's like that. You know, as as a mother with a child who is nonverbal to to see these these connections that you are making with these kids like when you said waking up that's such a perfect Mm -hmm. term to use because so often Mm -hmm. you know children with autism will say like oh they're kind of in their own world and I hate to say it that way but it's kind of true because I Mm -hmm. I see my I say a lot a lot of times with my son Logan I'll say the lights aren't on like I can Mm tell like he's just checked out Mm -hmm. Um, but then there will be like that that one that one thing where, you know, for may- maybe it's a song, maybe it's a toy, but it's like, you, you see them wake up, the lights come on. And yep. I have seen you do that time and time again. And it's, it's, it really is a miracle to witness. that. Thank you. It's- and you
1: know what you what you're saying about like the lights come on. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm in a session with a child who's severely autistic, nonverbal parents are told the kid's not going to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, a perfect example is a little girl. I, um just have been working with for over she just turned six. Um for you know confidential, confidentiality purposes let's just call her Zoe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um Zoe and I have been working together for you know over four years. She just turned six and she's starting to talk. I mean she's starting to fill in words. You know, I'll look at her during a session and say, Zoe, you're doing mm-hmm. it. You're doing it. We all knew you could do it. And the more and more you do that, the more you see her eyes light Mm -hmm. up, the more you see that she's like, wait a second, this person is, this person believes Mm -hmm. in me. Not only that, I do want to tell you another thing, Mm -hmm. Megan, is that I don't just believe in, you know, the musicality. Obviously I'm a music therapist and I use my voice and musicianship and, you know, melody Mm -hmm. and tone and dynamics to, to pull language or words out of a child or sounds. But I also truly believe in touch mm-hmm. and um, in letting a child, again, know that they're loved. So it might be, you know, a child who seems very, very timid mm-hmm. and they may be slightly verbal and just me putting my hand on their back mm-hmm. and letting them feel that touch. It It's acknowledgement mm-hmm. and that, you know, so I, I do so many different things in a session, I kind of, I'm like an octopus a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very, very much just in the moment. And like you said, you know, I say this to so many of my families as well. I don't look at every single minute of the child's day as what their life is going to be. I say to parents all the time, look at the moments, look at the moments, those little moments when the lights do go on, those are the moments that you celebrate. Mm -hmm. And so- you know, what you see and you've seen in my Instagram or YouTube page, when you see a child connect in a music therapy session, I mean, you could see I'm, I'm, yes. Um, (laughs) And and it's so genuine and it's so real. And that's, and I think that that's why, you know, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing as well as I'm doing. I, I, I never thought that we would grow to where we're at. We're in over 20 schools in New Jersey, um, uh, public and private. And we have over 75 families that we see either in their home or in my location in New Jersey. So we're doing some good stuff, you know. But it all comes from being genuine and really believing that I'm never going to give up hope. Mm -hmm. Not even on the most nonverbal child. They just won't do it.
0: I love that you said that you can tell that you get excited because it'll be like you're you know you're singing a song to the kids uh-huh. and you, you'll you keep singing but it's like you get so excited about it and it, it's yeah. just so sweet because they get excited and you get excited and yep. it, it really yes. when you said genuine it, it is like it's just like that that so genuine moment of just joy yep. from everybody because it's, it really is an, it's it's such a miracle that really other thing I wanted to ask you was so, yeah. so you are you do work in schools not just like privately one-on-one with kids
1: right so i have um a bunch of music therapists that work under jam and jen um they're board certified music therapists and they really you know with the demand obviously i can't do it all um we are contracted in so many schools and just a little aside note on that is you know, we we got into these schools mostly from families in our private practice. And the way that it happened was, you know, the families in our private practice would say, Jen, let's just give a different you know, random name. Jimmy in third grade is being asked to play the recorder. And his fine motor skills and his auditory processing, not to mention his poor attending behavior because of his diagnosis of autism, Jen, this is setting us up for failure. How could they expect him to play the recorder? And what I say is, listen, they're looking to mainstream him and put him as a part of, um, you know, uh, uh, in, you know, inclusion. Right. Which I totally believe. Mm-hmm. in. I really do. I believe that children on the spectrum should have the opportunity to um, have peer modeling mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But when it's an educational class and the child belongs in an appropriate music setting, Mm -hmm. that's when so many of our parents in the private practice call their directors of special services and say, we don't believe that this is right for our particular child. Some kids do well. Some children go to the chorus in high school, and it's awesome for them. Mm -hmm. But so many of the kids that we work with, especially the young pre-K disabled classes that we're in or you know, um, the elementary schools, they might be getting general music ed. And while, again, every child is unique and different in their um, diagnosis, um, especially because it is a spectrum disorder, mm-hmm. um, some children do well. Other children are holding their ears in tantrum. Right. And, and, you know, the music teachers aren't trained to know what to do specifically with those kids. So to have them in a in a smaller, quieter environment with someone who is specialized, like a music therapist, Mm -hmm. it has proven um, in the many schools that we're in just to be much more beneficial for some particular children that are in a public school setting. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. No, my Mm -hmm. son, so he he is in – a a, con- a self-contained classroom so it's it's a small group and it's it all the mm-hmm. children have autism in his class it is in a public school setting again we live mm-hmm. in Chicago so I know things are like different everywhere you go or the mm-hmm. Chicago I should say but he had been they they were having the music teacher come into his classroom for the first mm-hmm. like few months of school and just kind of working with the kids one-on-one and they were sort of seeing like who could tolerate you know yeah um, and then thankfully Logan did really well with it. So just I, just last month they started taking him and one other little boy in his class with with his peers with the other kids. Aww. Yes, to to the actual music class, and he's done great. He loves he music. So we've that's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. But I mean, I'm happy. Oh, to thank you. you, Jen. But um, to have to have music therapy like offered, I mean, at the school, what an incredible resource that is. Because I mean, it is. It is amazing. I mean, special needs are not how music connects us and heals us. I mean, you know, I think anyone listening, whether you have a child with autism or not, you, you know what it's like when, when you hear a song or you hear someone's voice and it, and it moves you. So it makes perfect sense that, you know, somebody with autism, a child, an adult, whoever would, would have that reaction to it because it's like we you know you know exactly how you feel when you have that connection with music Mm -hmm. and so it Mm -hmm. just it's such a perfect marriage to me that it would be music therapy is is as effective as it is because like I said I mean it doesn't matter what where you come from we all have that that connection with music
1: absolutely 100% and even if it's not like a melodic you know, melody, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Actually, this is a great part of this conversation, which is a very cool thing that I kind of discovered out of nowhere, <laughs> um, just in, in my being so physical with children and touching so much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, and seeing what parts of their body take rhythm and how that affects them. And I never realized I was doing it, um, but, you know, obviously melody and tone and sound could get a child who's nonverbal to vocalize, maybe vocal imitation. But also, I started using um, these big drums where I would have children sitting in a chair and taking their feet and sort of marching them to the beat of the song, particularly like the ABC song or Twinkle Twinkle. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many children almost... Approximate or really fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go back now and look at my Instagram. There's one little boy that is on there where I'm doing this with his feet, and he's he's filling in mm-hmm. and it's and so I I use that a lot now, and um, I find that you know that deep pressure yeah. and that yeah. sensory input um, helps many children.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. that's another huge huge piece of the puzzle with autism therapy is is that figuring out though those different the way to get input and how we can use that to you know pull pull a little bit more out each time um tell me now have you ever worked with any children where it's like you know because i was like we were saying it is a spectrum um with anyone who's like really been resistant to yeah tell me about that if you would
1: Of course. I mean, um, you know, in the 20 something years I've been doing this, I've, I've seen it all. And I've worked with, you know, every, every, every kid on, you know, from the whole gamut of the spectrum Mm -hmm. from, you know, newly diagnosed nonverbal two year old to, you know, 23 year old. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, Oh yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, jam and jam music therapy is not just at this point Um, with kids, we, we've grown so much that we get calls now from like nursing homes. I know it's not, it's not something you would have known. So, but you know, the the autism, the autism part is our main, our main bread and butter. Um, but we, we, you know, we also have, um, been asked to work with different populations, but autism was my first and has always been my, my main, uh, you know, focus. Anyway, so I don't want to get too far away from that. But <laughs> to, to answer your question about, you know, a, a person with autism, if it was difficult to reach them or if they were resistant, I think is what you said. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, there there have been many times where families will come to us and they will say that their child loves music. And then when they're actually in the session with actual live music, um It's more difficult for them, I think, more so because they can't control Mm -hmm. it. I think sometimes, and again, like we just said, everyone connects to music. Sometimes I think, um, you know, a child with autism and how their brain is working either at that moment or that day is that they might not be able to tolerate hearing instruments or hearing another voice. They might just need to listen to their iPod. Mm -hmm. Or listen, you know, so it depends. Um, I will say that the reason why my practice focuses mainly on autism is because those are the phone calls that Mm -hmm. we get. We get the families that say my child is diagnosed with autism and loves music. Anytime there's a TV show, my child turns around. Anytime we're outside and there's someone playing a guitar on the street, my child's drawn to it. So that is really what our specialty is but there have been times where I've said to families you know maybe we need to wait or maybe we need to ease into this um you know you can't not every kid is going to love it
0: of course yeah well that's that is so interesting because like you said it it could it could just be the time of day or the day it doesn't mean that you know it's it's not going to work for them it just means that like maybe right this this second isn't the right time necessarily
1: Which is exactly right. And you know what, it's it's actually a really good point what you just said, because we have had those kind of clients and we could have two sessions that just were a disaster where the child's running out of the Mm -hmm. room or the child's self-injurious. And then, you know, three weeks later, you know, maybe we have the ABA therapist and the speech therapist come in and kind of co-treat. Maybe we, you know just do things differently, move chairs around, dim mm-hmm. lights, and maybe it becomes a successful session. And when I say successful, I mean that the child didn't run out right. of the room.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> you know, and again, I, I would like to say without tooting my horn that they barely did run out of the room. Uh, usually they're running in the room, yes, which is really yeah. adorable. Oh, it's the best thing oh, ever. So cute. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes. But with autism, you do, you really never know what you're going to get. But Work's
1: That's exactly right. is...
0: is- probably not gonna work the next day or that's exactly right (laughs) this is Uh always always the way that it goes definitely oh oh my gosh it's it's so interesting um tell me tell me a little bit more about how you were saying like melodically like are are there certain like in terms of like the actual process like is Mm -hmm. is there certain things that you do that you feel like are more effective with with the children it really depends
1: on the kid and it depends on Mm -hmm. the moment you know um, but we were talking about like melodic and yeah. melodies. You know, I often say to my therapist, some of the therapists that work for me, who are you know newer to the field, of course, and you know, sort of under my supervision and learning from me. And um, you know, we, we we'll do many co-treats and we'll be in a session together. And the therapist might be working with the kid, and I'll say as the therapist is working with the kid, try a really fast tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, um, try and be really loud right now. Okay, now be mm-hmm. quiet. Now be loud. Now be quiet. I said be really, really, really fast. Now stop. You know, the, all of those things are musically called mm-hmm. dynamics and children respond to yeah. them. So it's really a matter of experience, but also knowing and again, keeping that connection and being intuitive in the moment. And if you're connected and you're intuitive you're you're listening to what the child needs. And so most often you're able to give it. Again, at the drop of a hat, the child could have a total <laughs> meltdown. Um, and, and a lot of times it's because of self-direction. A lot of times it's because if we're engaging in an activity, like let's say the child is playing the bongo drum and we've completed the improvisational song and the bongo drum is finished and we want to introduce them to something else or... They might not be finished mm-hmm. and they might be nonverbal that they can't express that. So we will try and engage them to, you know, with gesture. Um, I want more, you know, with the sign. Um, and then, of course, we will do it. Um, we'll continue. But um, it, it really depends on, you know, the child. And at,
0: like I said, any moment can change. Mm hmm it's so interesting it seems like i mean because you said it's been like 20 years you've been doing this mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. you you have probably seen such a change in just the the world of autism because yeah i mean like now i feel like we're i feel like we're on the cusp of it really i mean i feel like awareness is obviously such a more prevalent thing that you see now um, and we're sure. really getting so much better about the acceptance and the inclusion. I think we still have a ways to go. Um, but I am curious, like, you know, 20 years ago when you were doing this, I mean, first of all, the the, the rate of children being diagnosed was much lower. And yeah. there we just didn't, we still don't know a whole lot about autism, which is very frustrating, but we definitely didn't know as much then. How How have things changed in terms of that?
1: It's a great question. And I think um, for me, you're right. You know, again, when I went into this field, I I didn't know that I was going to be this busy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't know that we were going to have five therapists, you know, seeing 25 kids each a Mm -hmm. week and we were going to be in 20 plus schools. Like I didn't know. And you're right. In, in the time that I graduated NYU, to where I'm at now, you're right. Autism is, it's it's on the map. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that there is so much more awareness and there is so much more recognition for um, what a music therapist does and how um, we work with children and why children with autism love melody and love rhythm. And, you know, the repetition is a huge Mm -hmm. part of it. So many of our nursery rhymes, or repetitive. Mm -hmm. So when a child hears that, they they feel successful that they know what might be coming next. But um to answer your question, it kind of took me by surprise as well. I never ever dreamed that my specialty, which is Mm -hmm. autism, would and I live in the state of New Jersey, which is crazy in of itself, (laughs) that I never thought I'd land here. How did this all happen, right? But sadly, you know, autism is being diagnosed you know, all the time. And um, again, you know, when I get a call from a family, a new mom who might be crying on the phone or very upset, you know, I want to be there for them and tell them, I literally do say this. I say, listen, whether you work with us or not, I just want you to know I'm here for you. I've been through it. I've heard your story and I get it. And I'm listening, you know, tell me your Mm -hmm. story. And then when they say, well, you know, my child's nonverbal, but when they hear, Music, they start to hum. I'm like, well, you called the right people. Let's go, you know. Um, but but the awareness is something that's been incredible. Um, and you're right. There still needs to be a lot more of it. I do think that music therapy, I, I think that having Jacqueline from the Housewives call me six years ago when I, by the way, never watched the show, never <laughs> knew who she was, never any of it. But everyone would say to me, you know, you really should call that woman on the Housewives. I was like, I'm not calling anyone the story is is that we are contracted with nicholas's school oh, so okay. what yeah so what happened was a flyer came in her his backpack mm-hmm. and then she was like i was gonna call you someone told me about you and so it all just kind of happened and i do believe that having that kind of exposure on the show and you know the advocacy of jack yes. and and you know she's such a believer in the work I do, and thank goodness because her son and I have have a connection. You know it's it's you can remarkable. That. Really, you can,
0: I mean you can see your connection with with other children. I I'm like I love I love the housewife. So, like, yeah. talked About Jacqueline, <laughs> I've talked about her before in this podcast because there was there was one moment on the show, and this was like not even that long ago. It was a couple years back. And basically, I, I already talked about it on the show before, but she she was crying and no one could figure out why she was crying. And it was all the other housewives were sitting around talking about how all these like achievements that they're... I remember yes, it. Yeah, I remember you know. that. And, and she was crying because she's like, you know, I have the proud mommy moments, but they look very different. And yes. at the time when, when that episode aired, my son had not been diagnosed yet or he was like very clearly diagnosed. Mm. But I, mm-hmm. I have never... Connected with somebody so much as I did in that moment, because I just I felt exactly how she felt, because I've been in that same position so many yeah. times. So I I'm I'm so thankful for Jacqueline and just like I said, people now like autism is we hear about it so much more, but especially on that show, because I mean you know Real Housewives it, it is it's I mean, it's a show it's a reality show, but it is it's real and it was like seeing yeah. the, the moments with with Nicholas and with their family are the realest it's ever been, especially to me. Cause I mean,
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it is real. It's so real. And you know um, what winds up happening is, you know, when she called me, I said, you know, you're to, to me, I mean, you're a mom who has a child with a diagnosis of autism. If I can help tell me how I can help. But just know, like, you know, none none of that mattered to me that it was a show and not to not not to say that it hasn't been really great. (laughs) Um, I mean, Jacqueline is a dear, dear friend of mine and her son is, you know, in my heart forever. And, you know, I look forward to seeing him on Thursdays Mm. and, you know, we do great stuff. But that advocacy to have someone in her position is Really, really great because, you know, the show has had so many negative, um, you know, tones to it. So the fact that she can spread such awareness um, is is amazing. So many of our families have been uh, have found me you know, through yeah. her. So we, we kind of say together, you know, if she'll post a video and we'll text each other and say, she'll I'll say, oh my God, did you see what this person wrote? Look, what they wrote, you know, the <laughs> nicest. And I'm like, this is you. Thank you. You know, I, I'll, I'm i going to introduce you to her too. I think it would be great for you to have her on. I, she's like my one of my
0: dream guests.
1: <laughs> well, so I'm going to get her. Yes. We got to oh, get yes. her. Well, okay. I'm, yeah.
0: I'm just going to put that on the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yes okay. and we'll
1: talk more about it another she time. She is amazing.
0: I actually this was like 2 years ago um with her her company with her husband the little colonel. They had yep. a, a contest on Instagram for um another awesome autism person. Uh, Jenny uh-huh. McCarthy's Foundation Generation yeah. Rescue. They yeah. were having a concert and like I said I live in the suburbs of Chicago, actually like next door to Jenny. She lives in St. Charles, I live in uh uh-huh. And so I I and I just, you know, Signed up for this contest, and I'm like, I want to win tickets to the concert. And like by some miracle, I I got tickets through Jacqueline, to go to oh this event with Generation Rescue. Um, so it was like Donnie, it was his, it was Donnie's concert, but he had like the all the new kids were there, and like how gosh, cool it was. Honestly, it was one of the best nights of my life i swear i took my mom we went together we got to go to the after party i got to meet jenny she was incredible it was just Uh, it was amazing so i i have that i i owe that to jacqueline too because i won the contest through her so
1: i that um, is so cool i have to tell her that's awesome i (laughs) love this i will
0: um (laughs) well i've just had so much fun chatting with you and i have to say, me too like just like i said somebody from the outside that sees you you're the passion that you have for these children and for what you do. It is, it's, it is so amazing. I, I don't I can't even think of a better word for it, but it, it's just, it's so incredible and it's so moving. And I am so thankful that there are people like you that are able to, to provide this because it It really is. I mean, I know you said before, I'm not a miracle worker. You. You kind of are, <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Oh,
1: thank you. You know, it's really. I wake up every day and I say, you know, I want to do good and I want to be a good wife and I want to be a good mom and, you know, um, I give a lot. I I do have to say I do give myself yoga. Good for you. <laughs> that's my, that's my <laughs> therapy. Yeah, because if I didn't do that, I would probably not be as productive. Um, but I I so appreciate you reaching out to me and I definitely want to keep in Oh my touch. gosh.
0: absolutely. I wish I wish we were lived in. My brother lives in New Jersey actually. So Where? <laughs> he lives town? in Weehokin. Weehokin. Yeah, Weehokin. Weehokin. sorry. I don't even know.
1: All right. Well, if you're ever in New Jersey, <laughs> oh my gosh, come out.
0: Yeah. I'm going to call you. <laughs> at,
1: is your son's name is my Logan? My son's Logan. Yes. Yes, I would do a session. Aww. No oh, charge. Jen, for Logan. You're so
0: sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you just have that on record. You are
0: such a doll. Well, I I can't thank you enough and just keep keep on keeping on because you rock, girl.
1: Thank you so much and keep being the great mom you are. Thank you. I intend never (laughs) give up. Never, never, never give up. I
0: won't. These kids are they're too special.
1: Awesome. So nice talking to you. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, well I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jen. Again, I just I think that she is incredible and the work she is doing is so important. Everybody needs to go follow her on Instagram. She is just at Jim and Jen, New Jersey on Instagram and she posts so many videos like the ones we were talking about of her working with kids and again it's you know children who are nonverbal and she is pulling these words out of them and these songs and it's just incredible i cry a lot (laughs) looking at her feed but they're all happy tears um yeah so so go follow her on instagram and then she's got a link to her website which is just jam and jen.com i believe um but she's She's amazing and I, I'm just, I'm so, so honored to have had her on the pod. Um, but especially if you're in New Jersey, lucky you, <laughs> you could try to get her as a music therapist. Um, other than that, I just want to say again, thank you so much for for listening. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, please feel free to share it or tell a friend about it. If you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcast, that would be amazing. Um, and if you want to follow me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at. Adventures and Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures and Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys and connecting, it is just the, the best part of putting this, this show together. So that's all for today, and until next time, take care. Thanks, guys.